You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is a Thursday in Cowboys Nation, and that means it's time to get ready to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man Tom Ryle. And your boy, RW3, Roy White, here at the controls. We're bringing you the podcast courtesy of our friends at Blogging the Boys and SB Nation, powered by SB Nation. And make sure you check out all that fantastic Blogging the Boys content at bloggingtheboys.com. And of course, subscribe to the podcast as well as that fantastic YouTube page. And boy, Tom, the week flies by. We were excited a week ago to get the Cowboys back on the field. It felt like a fresh start in 2021, a brand new season, if you will, Tom. And now a week later, shades of 2020 starting to creep in. Where do we start with the Cowboys disintegration of either their offensive line or their defensive line, Tom? Yeah, we have to start with, as I described it, the elephant in the room first. Demarcus Lawrence is now out six to eight weeks with a broken bone in his foot. It's uh, what you get one... for coddling him all, all training camp, Tom. This is why we yeah. need to play him in the preseason, okay? Get that foot. No. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sure. No, that's not it. And it was just one of those freak practice accidents. Nothing's particular happened. He just somehow landed on it wrong. It broke. And now – they are looking to be without their two starting defensive ends because Randy Gregory is in the COVID protocol and not expected to make it back in time for the game on Sunday. And like you said, it's like this weird, bizarro mirror image of last season when we lost both the starting offensive tackles by week three. And what are the Cowboys going to do? I guess the only thing that I will say is that right now the Depth between Lawrence and Gregory does look better than it was last year at offensive tackle because they were starting. Remember, they brought in a, a rookie UDFA initially and then had to bring in a second year UDFA to be their starting offensive tackles in 2020. This year, at least they have Dorrance Armstrong, who was had a good camp, looked good and uh, who has experience. He's played. He's not going out there with no experience. They've got Terrell Basham, who's an experienced veteran free agent. You know, but they're not going to be able to make it just with them, so they've got to they, – they might have to rely some on Bradley and I. We're going to find out fast if he's any good. Uh, Chauncey Golston may be ready to go this week, uh, so we might see if the rookie's got anything. He's been described – as a kind of a starter, a Demarcus Lawrence starter kit. You know, he's got a lot of the same traits and abilities. There's, uh, you know, Azur Kamara might wind up out on the field a lot. We, I don't know if they'll want to dig 
that deep into it. <laughs> and then there's the option that came up on Twitter that, that might wind up playing into this. They might have to play Micah Parsons at defensive end some to just get some pass rush. Um, you know, he described himself at one point back, back in the day as being a true defensive end who just happens to have the size and the intelligence to play linebacker. Uh, you know, he's not too big to play linebacker, but he thinks he's big enough to still go out there and be an effective pass rusher. I wouldn't be surprised to see them lining him up in, in one of the defensive end spots to try to get some pressure on Justin Herbert, because if they give Herbert a lot of time, you know, he might kill them. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys, he's not, He's not uh, an elite quarterback yet, but he's got a lot of skills. He tends to actually, and, and this is kind of a weird thing if you look at his numbers, he seems to be better under pressure. When you give him a lot of time, he sometimes makes more mental mistakes or something and throws poorer balls. Uh, it's something that uh, 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 Cowboy Stats and gra uh, Graphics uh, on Twitter has been pointing out a lot you know, maybe not having pressure on him is not going to be such a bad thing, but I don't trust it. I think they need to have somebody, you know, trying to get into his face. They're going to have to hope that uh, Osa Adigizua can continue. Uh, he was graded as one of the best pass rushing rookies uh, last at the first week of the season. But man, it's like Dan Quinn's going to have to coach his ever living butt off in this one. And it's, it's just a little bit depressing to have this piling up again, because as, as you've mentioned, there's a lot of issues. And my panic meter right now is a firm seven. And yeah. it is a seven because when I look along that defensive line, right, they had four guys, excuse me, six guys last week that got at least 30 snaps, excuse me, at least 20 snaps of their 65 defensive snap total. That would be Quentin Bohana, Terrell Basham, Dorrance Armstrong, Brent Urban, Carlos Watkins, Odigizua, and Gregory and Lawrence. The problem, Tom, that I see is that Lawrence and Gregory accounted for 44 snaps of those 65 and 38 snaps, respectively, right? So Lawrence had 45, Randy Gregory had 38, more than half, only one other player, Odigizua, had more than half of those 65 defensive snap totals on the defensive line. So you are replacing a significant portion of the action that those guys saw along the defensive line in that game. And, and excuse me, I said six players, eight players actually received 30% or upwards of snaps. So they got at least 20 snaps of that 65. However, again, you've got to replace about 60 snaps between two players going forward. And that to me means trouble. That to yeah. me means trouble for the Cowboys. And I, I agree with the idea of lining up Micah Parsons in that spot, right? I'm happy with that, but Micah Parsons can't be everywhere at every time, right? So if he's lining up a defensive line, that means you don't have him in a position to potentially be able to erase a bad play on the back end, right? They can run away yeah. from him if he's yeah. rushing from one side to another. So they can effectively take him out of the game if the Cowboys try too much to make yeah. him a part of that defensive line and, and get some pass rush. And then, you know, as we saw a week ago, 
In Dak Prescott's last eight starts for the Cowboys, the defense has given up on average over 35 points a game. I kind of see that trend continuing. And to me, I went from a week ago feeling like this defense could find its way, right? It could stumble its way into the middle of the pack, maybe within the top 20 of the NFL, to now feeling like there's a decent chance that this defense is worse than it was a season ago. And that might not necessarily play itself out from a statistical standpoint, because the schedule is fairly soft, at least especially for the next upcoming weeks, right? If there was ever a time to lose these players, it is right now when they have, yes, the Chargers on tap, but then three straight home games against the Eagles, Panthers, and Giants. Those are all games that I expect the Cowboys to be favored in if their lineup remains as it is going into this weekend's game against the Chargers. But with all that said, I don't feel good about what they're going to bring in terms of a gunfight to the defensive line against Los Angeles this weekend. And I think for good reason, the Chargers are favored by two and a half points as a result of that. And we both expect that number to get a little bit higher as the week goes on. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the the Lawrence injury is certainly going to, to add a point or two to that. I, I would be totally stunned if it didn't. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a magic answer. This is just going to take a lot of good scheming on Dan Quinn's part and some people playing better than we would expect them to. And there's no guarantee that either of those are going to work out. It, it may just be beyond Quinn's ability to, to pull this out. And then it could get down to, as you said, a shootout. Now, I like having Dak Prescott in a shootout, but that brings us to the gorilla in the room next to the elephant. And that's the fact that they've lost Lyle Collins to, to a suspension. And they're apparently, based on Jerry Jones's premature announcement of the fact, which you, I know, are, are just as ticked about as I am about him mouthing off, but it looks like they're going to roll with Terrence Steele and keep Zach Martin at guard. Now, I was one of the people that never thought that moving Martin out to right tackle was a serious option because there are a variety of reasons. They, they, don't, they expect Collins back, and that means they'd have to move Martin back in. So and what? I don't like huh? – wow. So what, Tom? Listen, let me ask you this. We're in a war, right? We're in a war to save each other's lives. If we don't win this fight, we die. You are a military veteran, an officer in this scenario. I am a private, right? But I'm fighting on the front lines and you're hanging out in the background. And I ask you, Tom, we need your services here on the front line. We can't win this war if you aren't on the front line. And if your response to me is, well, I mean, haven't I earned the right to stand back? and view it from the position that I'm comfortable in, I well, am I'm glad you, you out I'm, of the I'm glad you brought up the military analogy because this isn't a war. This is a battle. The war is for 16 more games. You can't use up everything you've got to win the battle now 
and set yourself up to lose too many more of the battles. Cowboys have to win enough games to get into the playoffs, preferably by winning the NFC East. And yeah, the Giants don't look like much. Washington certainly got some major questions now that they've lost their starting quarterback. Uh, the Eagles could be a problem. Uh, Jalen Hurts may be a viable starting quarterback for them. They've got a lot of other good players. So the Cowboys can't just go in and expect, oh gosh, we, you know, don't, you know, don't make it this one. Uh, we can just roll over the Eagles. And well, I like get I said, that, but if, tell me, tell me this, Tom. How are the Cowboys better with Zach playing at his best position, but a liability on the outside versus Zach playing a position that we all agree he played at an all-star level, right? An all-pro level a season ago for the short time that he did. Him playing that position and having a better backup option, in my opinion, a better interior backup option to play that position, right? In, in, uh, in McGovern and Connor Williams, as opposed to Terrence Steele on the outside, which we still have many, many questions about, despite the reports that he worked with Big Duke Mayweather this offseason and worked on his footwork and his hands at the position, right? To me, net-wise, right, you're talking about either having an A at guard and at best a C or a D-plus at tackle versus having an A at guard, excuse me, an A at tackle, and then maybe a B, B-minus at guard. Okay. How many games did Zach Martin play at tackle before he was lost for the season to an injury? That's the thing that looms out there for me. Uh, why, why did the injury only happen after he kicked out? I'm not saying it was necessarily because he was a tackle, but that's got to be in the minds of the coaching staff. I think they're trying to keep Zach Martin on the field for as much of the season as possible. And, and I just I, – I also believe that him being at guard is going to help Steele. He's going to have the best guard in football on his left shoulder. Give him somebody on his right shoulder to help chip that defensive end, or Joey Bosa, who actually, I guess, plays as a linebacker, an outside linebacker in a, a 3-4. And I think that that is a better option, uh, especially with Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott aware of what they've got going on and uh, playing, uh, calling the game and playing it accordingly. Um, I'm just not a, fa a fan of, of shuffling your linemen around in positions any more than you have to keep, keep, you know, your four solid starter starters intact and let's, you know, I, I don't like the fact that they've had to go to steel. I would love it to be Lyle, but it, that didn't happen for reasons that still befuddle me as to how a suspension came about, but, you know, I still think that this is the, the, the wisest way to go in respect to trying to have a winning football season because you have to, you have to take long term. And it's gotten a lot tougher, but nobody's saying the Cowboys can't win this game. Uh, you know, we still have to, to figure out how it's you know, going to go. We're going to see what happens on Sunday. Obviously, we're going to be very uneasy until we see how it plays. But, you know, it's what we've got to deal with. Uh, we can't get back the players that are on the field. And they've got to try to come up with the best combination that's going to get them the furthest into this season and still be in contention. 
And hopefully the Cowboys will surprise us, will Austin wins and get an early lead in the division up to the bye. And then after the bye, it gets tougher. But then we've got people that are hopefully coming back. You know, Collins will be back. Uh, you know, Gregory is, is on a COVID protocol. He could be back next week. Uh, and it looks like Lawrence may be back after the bye or very shortly. He's not out for the season. He is expected to miss six to eight weeks. So let's hope it's on the low side. Let's hope he heals up well. And, you know, let's just, you know, it's, it's, you know, we have to focus on the game, but we have to remember it's, it's 17 games this year. And you're going to need to win 10 or so of those games to make sure you get into the playoffs. Well, and that's the good news for the Cowboys, as you kind of alluded to. Uh, they do not play a playoff team until they take on the Kansas City Chiefs there in November. So at least from a schedule standpoint, right, it seems like if you were going to have these injuries, this would be the time to do it. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be a Cowboys. If you can get healthy. Bingo, yeah, right? Because hopefully at this point, can you afford any further injuries? I'm not exactly sure. I'm not exactly yeah, to, sure as to what they will be able to overcome. I mean, I, I don't – I can't point to – I can't even point to like Anthony Brown and say that, well, if he got hurt, they'd be okay with why they plug in because they don't have a reliable answer even at, for him. He may be the best option they have at corner. A lot of people will argue he's not, but nobody else has proven at this point. So deep breath we're going to have to take it on. And, you know, since we've talked about the elephant, the gorilla in the room, uh, let's continue the little analogy I was sharing beforehand. They've also got that mangy snarling ocelot known as Greg Zerline uh, that they've got to worry about because Zerline could have won the game last week with a, if he'd been in shape to kick. And he himself said going in, he didn't think he was 100%. He wasn't fully back. Uh, you know, where is he? Is he going to return to being reliable? Uh, is he real? Was he really all that reliable last year because he started missing kicks frequently? Uh, you know, are they is it, if it comes down uh, to having to get, uh, you know, a 40 yard field goal at the end of the game to win it, you know, are, are we going to, we're just going to be sweating bullets. You know, we're not going to look at that with any confidence. I'm just going to say, go for it. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, they may have to, but but what if it's three seconds left on the clock still and say they're go down by it. two points? You know, still say go for it. <laughs> go for a Hail Mary. Go for the end zone. Yeah. There you go. Better chance of that. Than, no, I, I mean, I agree with you, right? And I've always been concerned about the Cowboys kicking game. It's why I asked you about it a week ago here on this podcast, uh, what your concern level was. And unfortunately, you know, we have no way to quell that concern when we don't get a look at it in the preseason at all. And then when you yeah. hear from Zerline's own mouth, if he had come out and said, well, you know what? I didn't get a lot of time in the preseason, but I feel good. I feel comfortable. And I feel like I'm in the right state of mind. He never said that. In fact, he said nope. the exact He's... opposite. He said, I feel very uncomfortable. I don't feel like yeah. I am fully prepared for this season. I don't know if my legs are exactly under me. And I don't know if my footwork is exactly where it needs to be going into the regular season. You know, that's enough to yeah. make if, your ears. If he, if he'd been kicking the whole, whole camp, I didn't necessarily need to see him kicking in preseason games. If he'd been kicking and kicking yes. well in camp, that would have been fine. But he wasn't. And for the Cowboys to roll into the season without any plan to be have someone to step in for him, is that to me is Negligent. just baffling how the coaching staff didn't at least have something on the practice squad that they could make a decision to call up and say, okay, we think he's better since you're not feeling up to, to snuff there, Greg. And uh, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, there's a lot of reasons why my wall may have dents in it uh, from my head banging against it this week. Uh, because there's just so many things that you're going, well, if only they'd done this or can't they do that? Or, or why are we having to face this situation? Or, you know, and uh, in some things it's just, you know, the injuries just keep piling up. That, that just is, that's the most frustrating thing about the game is when injuries, we saw it ruin their season last year. And now we're actually staring at the fact that the injuries could ruin this season again gosh i don't even want to believe it tom i don't even want to go there on that front uh we will just have to wait and see how the cowboys show up and and show out against the los angeles chargers there in la the good news is that'll be like a de facto home game as we've seen in years past there in los angeles for whatever reason cowboys nation is very strong and i expect at least kind of a 50 50 split to hopefully give them a little bit of juice going into this game yeah. and they're going to need some. Yeah. Now, like I said, the good thing is Dak Prescott was just about unstoppable last week. He, they did have one problem that was something else that uh, I think we need to worry about. And that's red zone. They were one for four in the red zone. Um, they've got to get that fixed. They've got to find that red zone target that they can rely on. Or maybe well, they know who it is. He's just got to not drop three passes. Yeah, but you know, they 
they could also maybe call Zeke's number from the backfield a little more this week, remember? Against Tampa Bay, they didn't even try to run the ball, really. Uh, Kellen Moore just said, no, nah, we're going to live and die with, with Zach's arm, and well, they almost pulled it off. I kind of disagree with that. No, they did try to run the ball. Kellen Moore said that they called a slew of running plays, right? And Dak uh-huh. Prescott checked out of about 12 of them based on the look. So they called, he called a balanced game, but I was actually thrilled to hear that Dak was given the latitude to make those decisions on his own. That is Which, not only the evolution of a quarterback, but that is smart football, right? Yeah. And don't run and into to, a loaded box, throw against a loaded box and run into a light one. Well, that and to me, that says, okay, you see the loaded box from the Tampa Bay front. You don't challenge it. You go go over their heads. And yeah, that's smart. That's the way to do it. This week, they may not have to do that. There may be lanes. You've got Martin back. He is very key to the running game. Zeke gets most of his yardage running behind Martin. Now they've got him back. Maybe Zeke can come in, take some of that pressure off of Dak and, and help the offense that way. Plus, maybe they he can be more effective in the red zone than the one run where he he didn't get a block and then he just couldn't fight his way through the defensive back or he didn't get set up to do it properly and, and then yeah, missed a touchdown. I don't know. I, I didn't want to criticize Zeke for not being able to make the man miss there because he wasn't running downhill, right? He was running yeah. he was running laterally, and so was yeah. the defender. So he really only had one option, which was either outrun him to the sideline, which he wasn't going to do, or try to put the brakes on and get him to overrun you. And unfortunately, the defender made a good play, right? Everybody was ripping Zeke yeah. because he couldn't make a man miss. Well, if Zeke is square in that run, right, and maybe that was, you know, positioning or what have you when he took the, the shuttle, you know, the shovel pass from, from yeah. Dak, Perhaps he should have been wider, right? Perhaps he should have been headed more upfield as opposed to outside. But that, to me, felt the guy you the guy you have to the guy you have to point the finger at is Blake Jarwin. He exactly, didn't even that, get felt, in the that way. fell squarely on Blake Jarwin. Yeah, and that's they need if they're going to try that play again, they've got to have uh, whoever the, the the blocking in the tight end, whether they put jawing on it or Schultz or like I said, Noah Brown might've been a much better guy to have out there on that play because he's a very good blocker. Um, and I think he could play a part this week in helping out with the right tackle situation and chipping the defensive end or, or the, the pad, the outside linebacker in this case, mm-hmm. as they use three, four terminology and Joey Bosa comes from the outside linebacker position, but you know, that was just a, a play that, that shows that how in football, one guy that doesn't do his job can blow everything else, everything up for you, and that's what happened. And yes. I think Zeke is going to be much more of a factor and give them something else to worry about. Uh, you know, I would love to see him break along at some point, you know, go 30, 40 yards for a touchdown. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if that is still his game. I think it still could be, especially as good a shape as he is in this year, but we're going to have to see. But Tony Pollard might also be a, a something to, to factor into that. I, I think the running game has to has to play a bigger role. Uh, 
not not because you've got to have some mystical balance, but because I think this is a team that you can use the running game effectively against, as opposed to to the Buccaneers, where you just you really can't run against them with any consistency. So I think this is going to be a different game. I think we're going to see a, a very different offensive plan coming in. I just hope it is well tailored to the situation as it was uh, a week ago. Well, as you mentioned, uh, the Chargers much more gracious on the defensive side of the ball, excuse me, in terms of the, uh, the yardage allowed. Washington had 126 yards on the ground against them. So that is a, a unit that at least you would think, as long as you're running away from Joey Bosa or he's not getting involved in the backfield at all, you would think they could have some success against that Chargers yeah. front four. Um, as far as the other items we're expecting to see or wanting to see, hoping to see, from the Cowboys. I mean, for me, I'd like to submit sure-handed CD, right? We saw him all training camp be yeah. as sure-handed as maybe any player that was getting as much publicity as he was. And all you saw was the highlights of him making one-handed grabs, diving catches, catches over his shoulder, catches in the end zone, toe taps, one-on-ones. It was all him. So to see the way that he performed in week one, where arguably what I thought was Dak Prescott's best throw of that entire game, turning that into an interception, right? That's yeah. egregious of a mistake from yeah. CeeDee Lamb. And if you want to be honest about it, right, as we're pinpointing plays and we're looking at Greg Zerline because he didn't put points on the board, CeeDee was as responsible for that loss as yeah. Greg Zerline was. Yes, and, and that it's true. And I'm hoping that might have been a little bit of first game of the season jitters for him. I hope it's not a sign of things coming because he certainly played very well last year. So hopefully he can get his act together. And I will say that on that the play that turned into the interception, there was a lot of traffic, and I'm pretty sure that CD just took his eyes off the ball because he was worried about getting blasted. He felt which, it. You know, I can understand. You know, I've never – gone out there and had to worry about that because I was never athletic enough to play football at any level, really. But I, I get the fact that, you know, he heard footsteps and got a little worried. It happens to sometimes even the best receivers out there. Uh, you know, hopefully they can get him into some better looks and he can just concentrate more. If, if he can catch the ball better than, yeah, I think that cures a lot of ills. Uh, you still got Amari Cooper, you know, I'm knock on wood here because I'm almost afraid to say somebody's going to be there this Sunday, the way things are going. But, um, you know, we're going to have to find out how it all comes together. I just, you know, a lot of things, like you said, ca catching the ball better. I think we need to see some better coverage in the secondary. I don't think this is as good a set of wide receivers the Cowboys have to deal with, but these ain't no slouches either. Gonna say, I'm talking about things that I think can actually be accomplished, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm going to remain a level of hope that they might be able to, to, to work things up. I mean, they've got some people they haven't tried yet, you know maybe Nashawn Wright can come out and, and give them something, even if maybe he's one of those guys that will give up two or three big plays, but get an interception on one of them and turn, turn the flip the field real quick. By so. the way, actually one player I did want to highlight on that front. Now that you mentioned it there in the secondary secondary, we saw one player in particular have an outstanding training camp 
you remember who Which I'm one? talking about? Because we did not see him at all in week one. Maurice Kennedy. Yes, yes, thank Maurice you. Maurice Kennedy played in I'm... just 3% of the 65 defensive snaps that the Cowboys saw against the Buccaneers. That means, ladies and gentlemen, this man played two snaps yeah. in that entire and... football game for a secondary that was getting torched left and right, and specifically for an individual in Anthony Brown who allowed nine of ten completions against him. Yeah, you think that, I need to see in week two. You think they'd have at least given given Kennedy a couple of series to see if he could if he could stem the, the bleeding. Um, I don't know why. I I I, I was you know it's uh, I'm sorry I blanked on that for a moment because I was real cranky about that right after the game. Mm. You know why wasn't Kennedy on the field? Uh, you know, and I mentioned the fact you know three percent of the defensive snaps. What he looked too good to not get a, more of a run during the game. Um, and Anthony you know, Brown looked too bad to be out there for as long as he was. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't that Kennedy was the automatic guy you put in instead of Brown to start the game. But after things were shaping up through the first half, it seems like there was a point at which you had to say, look, let's give Maurice a run. Uh, Anthony, you need to sit down, get your head together. and, and Take a series, brother. Different. Take a series, yeah. get some water, take a rest. We'll put you back yeah. out there. Yeah, or not. <laughs> yeah, and maybe you know? not. Maybe not. Uh, maybe you get yeah. your job. Maybe you get Wally pipped. But hey, yeah. uh, it surprised me that the Cowboys never even went that route in Week One. Yeah, it's totally and I would shocking. like to see them take that approach, especially if things look very bad for Anthony Brown early on, as they did in Week. Yeah, one. yeah. So it's it's going to be a lot. It's going to have to do with uh, taking who... a lot of heavy breaths. And I think yeah. Cowboys Nation can relate to that. We all feel looking at this weekend going, take it easy. We're going to get through this and we're going to get through this together because truthfully, as bad as things look and as dire as they could look from an 0-2 start, as I mentioned, I expect the Cowboys to then be favored in probably four of their next five games. Eagles, yeah. Panthers, Giants, and then on the road against the Patriots followed by road against the Vikings, home against the Broncos, and home against the Falcons. I mean, that's seven games, Tom, following this one that I think the Cowboys may be favored in six of them. Yeah, so we'll have to see. I A lot will depend on how they look. If they just – if things just come off the rails, the team looks totally unglued, um, then that thinking will have to be adjusted. But right now we've got to get through this week. And like I said, um, I tend to think that they're taking a rational approach at the right tackle thing. A lot of people obviously disagree rather vehemently with me. Uh, you know, we'll get a chance to look at it uh, after the game and see how it turns out. You're high, Tom. Uh, yeah, okay. You're the one. See, that's, that's, I can see the. You're the I one can see the yells in your eyes. I am one to talk. It takes one to know one, Tom. <laughs> well, this this fresca is really hitting me hard here. Let me tell you. <laughs> but the uh, uh, and yes, people they still make fresca, and some of us actually like the stuff. Uh, but the peach flavored soda for those of you. The, that the problem know. is going to be whether the defense I think comes unraveled. I think the offense 
will be will be in good shape, even with the right tackle issue, even with Michael Gallup being out. I think they're they're going to be okay uh, because I have that much faith in Dak and Kellen, and and I, I think Ezekiel is going to be able to, to provide a whole lot more this week for them. The defense is where I'm worried about it just coming apart, about the the Chargers just going up and down the field on them. They're going to have to be able to slow that down. They, they don't necessarily have to stop them, but they've got to slow them down enough that they don't put an impossible load on, on Dak and, and force him to try to get 40 points up on the board. Well, I think that's what we are looking at, Tom. We're looking at a game where if the Cowboys can play a nearly perfect game on offense, not turn the ball over and score 35-plus, then they win this football game. If they don't do that, then I think we could be looking at an 0-2 start. And as our man R.J. Ochoa pointed out, the last time the Cowboys started 0-2, Mike McCarthy's team went on to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) But but they weren't the same team. It doesn't matter, Tom. It's a fun fact. Follow at (laughs) R.J. Ochoa, okay? Follow our fearless leader here at Blogging the Boys. Does fantastic work. Hosts so many podcast shows and so many things on the YouTube page. And he also can give you nearly every stat relative to the Cowboys last winning a Super Bowl and what took place in that year when it happened. Uh, I'm actually going to take a page out of RJ's book on this one, Tom. And I'm going to give you a question that I've not given you any time to prepare for. And I'm going to hit you with it. Instead of making predictions for this game, because I think we've exhausted everything that we can say about what we expect from the Cowboys and the Chargers, what will we be saying about this team one week from now? And I'll I'll give you a second to think about that because a week prior, we felt like you and I, that the Cowboys were likely going to lose against the Buccaneers, but that they could put together a performance that would actually inspire us to feel good about this team going forward. And that's exactly what they did. They did put together a losing effort that made many people feel like the Cowboys could be legitimate contenders in the NFL. So how will we be reacting to this team after the result on Sunday against the Chargers? I'll give you the most optimistic take, and that was, well, I think these guys are going to be okay for a few weeks. I will take that, sir. I will (laughs) take that. And I think, again, winning, curing everything in the NFL, a win against this Chargers team will feel so much better than a loss because one and one with that schedule on the horizon makes you feel like you're playing with house money. Oh, and two with that schedule on the horizon makes you feel like you've got to win the majority of those games before things get really tough in the back half of the schedule. And you're likely facing a Washington football team that may welcome back Ryan Fitzpatrick. And, and even more, We'd feel so good about being one and one with all the shocks to the system the Cowboys have taken the past mm. few days. It's just been one after another. Uh, just like it's hard to even remember, you know, last season, so many blows coming all at once. We get well, they them, happened. You know, the blows that came last year, though, it happened. So many of them came before the season even started, right? Lyell yeah. and, and Tyron were both out. For week one, and that basically, no. yeah, Tyron. I thought 
he was he. I thought he played weeks. No, one I'm sorry. Two. Yeah, Lael was out early, and we we knew that. But they'd already they already lost they'd lost their swing tackle, so they were already stressed at tackle even before Tyron went out. That's what I'm saying. Last week it seemed to always like be the injury of the week mm-hmm. that came up. This this week, you know, four fourth injury slash suspensions slash COVID protocol. They just all piled on and it was like, Oh my gosh, how much more can you take? If the Cowboys can weather this storm and put together a win in Los Angeles, then yeah, I'm not going to count them out for anything this year. Well, with that being said, Tom and I will have the pulse for you. We will keep an eye on what the Cowboys do against the chargers kick off at three 25 on Sunday. Of course, Blogging the boys and the YouTube page will have you covered. You can follow my man Tom Ryle at Tom Ryle BTB on Twitter. You can get all his reactions in game and post game. You can also follow me at RW3 on Twitter. And I do want to remind you again follow the podcast at Blogging the Boys Podcast, but also follow that YouTube page because tonight, very special announcement. We will have a special Cowboys Blogging the Boys YouTube page watch along. For the Giants and the and the Washington football team going down tonight. So make sure you check out the YouTube page tonight. You got Washington versus the Giants. We'll have a little laugh. We'll get to celebrate. We'll watch Tyler Heineke uh, do his thing. We'll watch Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Oh, wait. Uh, Ingram's been announced as out for the game. Saquon Barkley questionable we'll see how that goes we'll laugh together right we'll laugh at how bad the rest of the nfc east is and we'll feel better about ourselves so make sure you check that out on the blogging the boys youtube page make sure you subscribe to that but with that tom for tom ryle i'm roy white it's another thursday in the books get riled up on the cowboys we'll see you next week More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.